Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the 
Center of the Galaxy. This is the Force Center podcast feed, and this particular episode is one of our deep dives. We're going to dive deep into the trailer of Andor. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsuck. I know, I know the style of the time is to set up a camera on our faces, watch the trailer, and just react and go, duh, we did that on our own. Now we're going to dive deep, all right? <laughs> and I'm happy to do it. Uh, I can preview what it would have looked like. Uh, my face would have been uh, just, uh, my brow is furrowed out of curiosity. Uh, then my face uh, lit up uh, when I saw gunships. And then my face lit up again when I saw Mon Mothma upset at a party. And then uh, my face, my eyes almost popped out of my skull when I saw a, a Senate scene. And then I settled back into furrowed brow. And then it was over. I nodded. And then I looked over <laughs> at you and we both nodded at one another. Yes, yes, absolutely. It was quite the experience, our first viewing on this here. Yeah, absolutely great. We talked about it a little bit uh, on our news show of uh, watching this trailer in line uh, for the panel that had just shown this trailer. Uh, But what we're going to do today is get into the teaser trailer itself. It was revealed at a Star Wars celebration. Uh, But before we even get into the trailer itself, we want to talk about some of the Andor updates that we got both on the panel and floating around in some of those uh, Vanity Fair interviews as well. Showrunner Tony Gilroy announced that the show will premiere on Tuesday, August 31st and run for 12 episodes. Ken, how are you feeling about that episode length and what it means for the show? I I don't think we said this on our celebration roundup. I think you and I actually said this to each other in person, walking down a hallway (laughs) with maybe the great Brian Ward there as well. How thrilled I am for 12 episodes because that seems like Wow, so many episodes in this era of six, eight, (laughs) ten episodes. You and I and so many others coming of age in that 26-episode or 22-episode network season. Uh, So this is very refreshing. I love that number. Yeah, me too. I think that uh, we've had a lot of the six and the eight uh, and the ten for for some Marvel stuff. I'm really excited within Star Wars for a different pace of storytelling, that Mm -hmm. there's room to really get to know all the people that Cassian knows. So when we see these characters going through struggles, we'll really know it, we'll really feel it. Maybe uh, Lucas has always been such a big proponent of loving uh, the storytelling of really getting deep into a culture, the idea that we could really spend time in one place and get deep into their culture and their life is really great. And then just structurally, uh, I, I like that a lot of the the six episode uh, series kind of have this feeling of they're basically following the beats of a three act movie structure. They're one story, uh, not like little mini stories. Uh, but I'm excited for something that is not necessarily going to have that structure that'll probably have little mini arcs within it building to a big season finale. Yeah, there's that uh, Tony Gilroy quote out there. There's a lot of Tony Gilroy quotes out there. Be careful. He has a tendency to nah, not spoil, just to tell you a lot of information, which is uh, part of the fun, I guess. I mean, Star Wars fan, those spoiler landmines. Anyways, he said over 200 characters, 70 named characters, uh, 75 of, of uh, you know importance or whatever you want to say. I love that, and that just makes sense for the 12 episodes. Uh, we're going to really do that deep dive, take your time. You're talking about all the, all the reasons you can love it. And then also, you know, as a fan, like, I love and Kenobi. We're halfway through it. I'm like, no. So to know that I got a little bit more time in this wonderful Star Wars galaxy, always a good thing for me. Yeah, if it's really the perspective of the people, I'm excited to get to know the people. Uh, So among the many things that Gilroy uh, has said that might be too much for some people, so wooga, wooga, fast forward, you know, two minutes if you don't want to hear anything. Uh, But he said right out loud in front of everybody that the show will be two seasons long and the second season will end taking Cassian Andor, quote, right into Rogue One. How do you feel about knowing those details ahead of time? 
oddly comforted. Uh, normally, I would be like, oh, you don't need uh, Tony, 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 no. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it's not even have, – it doesn't have anything to do with like this era of, of, of discussion and discourse and all that stuff and people speculate and speculating. I, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with it now they say it out loud. I just – it's comfortable. I know where it's going. We know what happens to Cassian. We all do. So it just feels right that we know a little bit more of uh, what we're going to be dealing with and how we can fill in those blanks. Yeah, I think I feel the same way. I think like with some of the MCU shows, uh, some of the Star Wars shows, but the MCU shows in particular, there's been this tension of like, is this a one season thing with a maybe or is this really uh, intended to be more storytelling? Like uh, Loki, they withheld it until the very end where the mm. story clearly didn't resolve. So then they said Loki season two. Great. Um, with Bad Batch, we got the announcement uh, right before the first season wrapped up. But it was a question that we had almost every week as we were reviewing the show and thinking about the pacing is this is this just the beginning or is there going to be more it's kind of nice to go in and say hey we're trying to take him all the way from five years out to rogue one to the beginning of rogue one we're doing it in two seasons then as a viewer you kind of know where you are and you aren't distracted by the will they renew it or that kind of thing um and for me the big picture thing is if the creator is choosing to tell us that i want to accept what the creator wants us to know And for me, it makes it not about the what. We know the what. We know that Cassian is going to feel bad about what he's done and want it to be worth something and make the ultimate sacrifice uh, because it's worth it to him. So it's not about the what. It's about the how. How does he get to that point? So I'm fine with knowing that. And just this is a march straight to Tivik. It really is. To the rings of Kefrain we go. Yes. <laughs> to the rings of Kefrain we go. All right, let's move into a discussion of the trailer itself. What is your overall reaction? You have said to me many times uh, this uh, in the last uh, however many days it's been, I don't know time anymore, since Andor uh, trailer was released, that it's one of your favorite things to come out of Star Wars Celebration. What has hit me so hard? What is your overall reaction? I said I said this to someone at, at a celebration bar uh, party there, which um, many were had. Clearly, um, I they were they were like, "Oh wow, okay." I wasn't expecting much, but man, th- this looks great, right? Which is was a positive statement, by the way. I I was like, "Yeah, you know what?" At Force Center, our, our t- take is this is exactly what we bleep and told you all. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. And so it just, it wasn't just scratching itches. It was confirmation that just like this, this era is ripe for this kind of storytelling and, and we're going to get it. Uh, the, the, the how of, of the rebellion, how you build the people, the story of the people, this, this migrant story that, that uh, Diego Luna keeps saying this is really truly about at least the story around Cassian. We know we're going to have a lot with Mothman, which is excites you and I as well. So all that. Take that. And then also just the way it, it looked. I, 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 I don't want to bang that, uh, like the time graph. I don't want to bang the drum of uh, the volume. And sometimes I struggle with the volume and the LED screen they're shooting on, whatever you want to call it. Um, I sometimes struggle with it. I think some fans do. It's getting bigger. It's getting better. There's most scenes. I don't, I don't even think about it anymore. But there's just something about this trailer that's like, yeah, look at that. This kind of has that like a movie feel. It's not fair to the other shows because I'm enjoying them all. Man, I'm loving Kenobi. But I, I wanted that for Andor because I think Rogue One has that. Uh, it's, Rogue One's a very popular movie, right? Everyone seems to be nowadays loving that movie. 
And a lot of it is just has that feel. And I, I wanted this because since it was so tightly connected uh, to Rogue One, I want to have the same feel. And it looks like that there. And the final thing I'll say, Joseph, remix in a little bit of our bad day on Thursday. We had a little trial, trial and tribulations going on at Star Wars Celebration Thursday morning. This trailer dropped and we were both in line in the overflow for a panel we didn't get into. And we both went, fine, I'll watch it here on my phone. And I just felt so much joy. <laughs> so much joy. <laughs> so I have an extra level of love for this trailer. Yeah. Cause it was there when you needed it. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I really agree with what you're saying. I, I like the look of it. I want variety in star Wars. The volume doesn't bother me as much. There are moments I notice it, particularly now, if I go back to rewatch Mandalorian season one, I'm like, Oh boy, wow. They've, they've made some yep. massive uh, improvements. There, there are moments of Kenobi where I'm like, is this in the volume or did they go out to a big grassy hill? I don't know. Um, yeah. But there's still, it's not even for me about the technology, it's about the feel. And this is the era of gritty realism. This is the era that, you know, A New Hope was up up to a point of, hey, it's space fantasy and there's cool stuff, but it's all broken because Mm. of the Empire. It's broken, it's grimy, it's dirty, it's real. So to have it filmed a little bit more that way is is really working for the the story for me. and then just the, the overall vibe, I this is exactly what I wanted. I I did think that we were going to kind of meet Cassian uh, a little bit more already committed to the cause. So that's the the bit of new idea that Tony Gilroy talked about. It's not as present in the trailer itself. Uh, but everything else is exactly what I wanted. It is a Star Wars story that I know of Imperial uh, oppression, uh, but it's told from this different perspective. Uh, I just I love all of the images in this that are workers, mm. tradespeople, people from a village, from a community, you know, encamped on a river. Part of that probably choice. Part of that probably being used and impoverished. But it's all people down close to the earth. You know, rebels, scrappy, trying to fight back. And then in contrast to that, to feel the terror that is stalking Mon Mothma through the elegant halls of power on Coruscant. Both of those images tell me, like, this is a a very complete picture of uh, oppression. uh, From It happens in people's planets, in their villages. It happens in the halls of power. And what is it going to take to fight back from both of those uh, perspectives? It, It communicates a story that is tonally different because it's an espionage thriller, not a whiz bang adventure. Uh, And it is just, I don't think, I don't see how you can look at this trailer and not have it scream political. This is about the political reality of what it is to be uh, oppressed by an authoritarian government. Uh, uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. If that that, uh, P word bothers you, this might not be the series for you. I understand that, but uh, (laughs) here you go. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I, I think that's partially why, why I'm, enjoying talking about it and just wanting to embrace it. I think uh, the P word will, will be embraced <laughs> here on Force Center <laughs> to talk about Andor. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, let's get into the details of the trailer itself. The trailer is one minute and 54 seconds long, and it begins with a bearded man in working clothes. According to the subtitles, he is the Time Grappler. He walks into the top of a stone tower, pulls metal tools off the wall, grunts, and bangs out a rhythm on metal. Uh, Ken, I love getting to ask you this question. What grabs you about the time grappler? 
I love, I love when he fought Batman in that run in the '87. It was, he was great. Uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. And you highlighted the grunt. I, I, it, it, in repeat viewings of this trailer, of which I've had many, the grunt is one of my favorite little moments uh, because this trailer is shot together so well, and it comes off as him warning. Right? There's this, this mm-hmm. uh, sense of warning. I don't know. This could just be a trailer moment, right? And, and uh, this could be his job every day. He grapples with the time for the people of this this town, this this village, this planet. I tell you when to wake up. Uh, I let you know when it's time to go home, all that kind of stuff. And I love that it could be some time, uh, you know, not time, but, uh, you know, like an, like an honored position, time-honored position, if you will, I guess it was upon. Um, you know, that, that's a place, thing of importance in this community, in this culture. And that uh, whatever that is and whatever that means to him, that's uh, that's where I go. But it's also just uh, it's man, it's really uh, visceral. It's really just stands out as something a little different, but also so part of the Star Wars world that this culture would have this guy. So I'm fascinated. I want the figure already. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the name Time Grappler. We we're talking about that. This is a little more gritty down to earth. What's the first character's name? Time Grappler. OK, good. It's still going to be some good space fantasy Star Wars weirdness. And I, I will pre-order the Time Grappler. Absolutely. Uh, with his full metal chime set. Yeah, I, I like that it's also just this image that is very Star Wars and that it is recognizable. It is. This is totally a, you know, somebody who operates a bell tower physically. And yeah. that's something that he does. And I love what you're saying. Maybe it is the, uh, hey, wake up. Maybe it is the, there's an avalanche. Maybe it, it is there's a different uh, tone for time to, to get off work. But the way that the trailer is constructed this absolutely looks like a form of cultural communication. Like, like the song he's playing is the bleeps are coming, you know, and (laughs) it's a way of speaking uh, to the people that the people understand, but the empire doesn't, it feels defiant. It feels like um, I was just at the, um, a little while back, I was at the, the Academy museum and they've got a great display on how, uh, when, uh, a lot of Westerns were made. They hired uh, native actors, but they didn't uh, check in with the native actors at all what they were saying. And they had some great translations from some Western movies where uh, the native people in their own language are just slagging off uh, the, the fancy cowboys who look real tough and they don't know. And they didn't know until they bothered to ask somebody who speaks the language um, yeah. y- until years later. Uh, but it has a little there's something about it that has that vibe to me of we are speaking in a way you can't understand about you oh uh, yeah 100 percent. both in what what it might actually be and in the way the, the trailers cut together as we move on we'll discuss it but yeah everything about all the things uh, you know you and i talk about and you know the organic versus uh, uh you know uh non-organic and just everything about it just is just has that vibe i like that word you use defiant uh, we know this trailer is essentially a reckoning is coming, that type of vibe. And it starts like that. And that, yeah. that grunt, that sigh could mean everything. <laughs> the defiant grunt of the mm-hmm. time grappler is a great way to begin. Uh, then the Lu- Lucasfilm logo appears. There's a low rumbling wind instrument type noise, and it is playing over a montage of images. We see children in an encampment on a river rising up and watching a smoking ship fall from the sky. We see a, a red droid or vehicle or droid vehicle roll through what looks like a scrapyard group of men in white shirts and a sterile white room turn an alarm in a green field people rush to cover up weapons in a muddy village a man named salman pack yells at a kid to go then bangs an alarm on a chime as well and then oh imperial gunships not republic gunships imperial gunships swoop in toward the planet uh most likely these images are pulled from throughout the show but they definitely kind of tell a story in the trailer what's the overall effect for you of this 
section of the trailer. Something's coming and something's going to fall. I'm, I think of some of the Revenge of the Sith stuff where they did a good montage of everyone looking up as the uh, body of Vader gets moved up in that chair. Remember mm. that trailer? Uh, then you get to the movie, you're like, hey, none of them were looking at Vader. I love a good <laughs> classic trailer trick. But it's all just effective. It, it is the urgency. It is the... Um, Attention! We know we get this mystery spy thriller coming, um, but it's just what it's communicating, that there is this uh, a culture or this group of people across maybe many planets uh, and uh, having to, to hide what's, uh, what they're building and that ship crashing and falling. I actually really love that image. Who knows what that will actually mean, but it just kind of is this, uh, this big, uh, big ship in the sky. Uh, mm -hmm. threatening them all this danger that's coming and uh i just uh, love that and then the the the, the, the stare all the guys in the white uniforms sterile you know uh, what that might end up being prison planet there's another shot that makes me think that maybe mm -hmm. this is scientists being forced to work i don't know or before be forced to do experiments i don't know uh but just they have the other uh, thought of uh, uh, uh you know to me and this is just my interpretation of the shot of just like worry but a different kind of worry yeah, no, it it feels like there's a little something different going on, but it is all people kind of turning in alarm, and it gives this uh this overall feel of a sense of doom coming, right? It really is the empire's coming, and I think it's what makes me feel like that uh, the the drumming is is the beginning of this this worry, this war warning that you know uh, the doom is coming, and then I think the fact that this ends with the image of of gunships, which yeah, the the mm. Republic and the Jedi falling into. Uh, the tragedy that the Clone Wars is sort of presented is, is you know, a, a manipulation by Palpatine. But we as fans have come to recognize that's where Obi-Wan and <laughs> Anakin banter. Ahsoka's learned some important lessons. That's where our brave clones swoop mm -hmm. in to save people and to have all those uh, hours of, yeah, I love the gunship, the, the hero ship, to have that turned on its head. And that's the doom that's coming, at least the way this clip is con constructed, is mm -hmm. the gunships. That's really effective. Uh, yeah, right there with you. It's a great shot. I have it frozen right now looking at it. It says that Star Wars kind of cool, but then uh, with what? Uh, yeah, the, 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 should we say the good baggage it carries that turns into bad baggage? I don't know how mm -hmm. to describe that, but yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. And just love the use of it there and love those, those kind of little uh, canon callbacks too. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else uh, within these images that you wanted to talk about that particularly grabbed you? It is just the uh, the it's the look of it. It's the 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 colors. Uh, just looking at the outfits, the green, even the kid uh, next to you. What's that guy's name ringing the bell? Sal Sal Salmon Pack. Salmon. 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 Salmon Pack. He's got the kid. He's got like a space Star Wars hoodie on. <laughs> it's all it's all of his world. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, I'm already taken by the the production design of this project. Yeah, I think I was just taken by the name, right? Like, okay, with subtitle, we know this character's name. He's shouting "Go" to a, you know a, a younger person, so you you get that sense of trauma and danger. You get the sense that that you know chime is a different kind of alarm. At least in the trailer, it is sort of added to uh, the drumming in the tower and becoming this growing uh, sound of reckoning between the drumming. But it uh, it is effective in that, like, here's another cultural alarm uh, that something's coming uh, but honestly just seeing the name salmon pack is a way to if if i just saw this trailer normally you'd be like yeah that's a guy who's on screen and is in trouble for five seconds before cassian steps into frame right right, right. but knowing like uh, we're probably going to meet salmon pack we're probably going to meet his kids and we're going to feel their trauma it, it, it this is a weird thing to say i'm excited about but imagine that if we knew everyone on the streets of Jeddah and we spent mm -hmm. time with them 
that's what it makes me think about. Of if if we know that character's name, we're gonna really feel this trauma. Uh, yeah, and they're, yeah, they're they're the twelve episode uh, time frame to really yep. get to know it, Mr. Pack. In the 70, however many uh, <laughs> speaking mm-hmm. roles. Uh, next, we cut to the alarm faces of workers. More time, time grapplers striking, metal shades closing on a shop, stormtroopers marching through the village. A group of what I believe are Imperials in red and gray coming to a youth's door. And finally, Andor lurking around a corner as more troopers march past. Uh, what's powerful to you about this section? Any specific image grab you here? Uh, there's that one shot of uh, yeah this uh, this woman's blonde haired woman just kind of sitting there whittling, minding her own business. But that look she gives to the stormtroopers, a look that something's about to happen, a look that she's got to yeah, keep secret. Uh, yeah, very much Rogue One uh, Jedi vibes, right? Right before the mm-hmm. uh, partisans attack, just kind of love it. And then seeing the classic stormtroopers there uh, and knowing that uh, something bad's about to go down. I don't know, just a little Star Wars, uh, little nerd chill moment there of a fight that's uh, about to explode. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I just really breaking it down, appreciating how well constructed this trailer is that the first bit is the alarm from the time grappler. Then we're seeing people kind of looking up and ships coming down. And now the empire has landed. The doom has landed. And now they're marching through people's lives uh, with those, the shop, you know, gate being closed. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very curious about the, that gray and red group who are Mm -hmm. coming to the youth's door to me, looking at their caps, their caps look very imperial. Uh, so I'm wondering if there's some sort of local security force or if they are prison guards with your guess, or, you know, are they even like cadets or officers recruited out of the community? Are these the people, if we're getting this intimate of a story, it's like, are these the people who bought in, signed up, and now they're turning around and terrorizing their own neighbors? I, I've gone with that in my head because we we know from some of Gilroy's comments we're going to spend a lot of time in this adopted home world of casting, and that just kind of makes some sense. I thought of uh, some of the the, the people in the uh, Coronet spaceport in Solo, right, uh, who are wearing, wearing Imperial outfits or like outfits, but really they're uh, you know the local. They're they're almost contracted, uh, not directly working for the Empire, but serving the needs, and so that makes a lot of sense. And what what a great amount of attention you could pull from locals who are like, eh, "I'm in, screw it," or "There's no other way," and and this is what we're what we got going on here. Now they're pulling people, their own people, maybe possibly out of their out of their community. Yeah, no, for me, it also is you know not a secret or a subtle thing that some of the inspiration for. Uh, the empire is Nazis, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it just gets me thinking of like these stories of like, you know, you watch Sound of Music and, uh, you know, watch a, somebody who is, uh, you think is a friend join up and suddenly become not a friend and become a threat, you know? Yeah. 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 So, absolutely. Yeah. That's really powerful and interesting to me. Next up, Cassian speaks. In a voiceover, he says they're so proud of themselves, so fat and satisfied. The dialogue mm. comes over an image of an Imperial Council wearing white uniforms, sitting around a circular table in a stark white room, and two Imperial officers calmly drinking calf out of their Imperial to-go mugs. We see a woman running through the village in more time grappler banging. Uh, the Cassian quote and calf image seems to be a real hit i remember just walking down the halls of uh star wars uh, celebration and hearing people going like hey that that image where they're drinking coffee <laughs> does that image strike a chord with you and if so why absolutely you'll love it i'm maybe i'm trying to analyze why i do own one of those mugs at least one on the death star that you can get at uh, at, at downtown disney and, and galaxy's edge i don't know I, I, we've never really seen the empire 
like this, quite frankly, because um, no one's taking sips out of those mugs that the Death Star meeting. Uh, and it just, I love that line. And it's a, it's such a, just a thesis statement what this show's going to be. You get the shot before with the, all the, uh, you know, the guys in the white outfits. Could they be Imperial, uh, Imperial uh, Security Bureau or something else? We don't know. But you got the great Anton Lesser revealed to be part of the cast. Love that. So great as Kyburn in uh, Game of Thrones. But that shot of them, I got it frozen right now, Joseph. It, it, they got smug little faces. And you've never you've you we we've talked about the themes we've talked about the oppression of the empire. This is one of the first times you actually just kind of feel it like things are going great. It's like this and Krennic's. Oh, it's beautiful as he wipes out a an entire planet essentially. Um, it, it's got that same kind of just like just another day pressing the galaxy. Yeah, coffee's good. Yep. Yep. No, I totally agree with what you're saying. I also like took a screenshot of it like immediately on my second viewing of the trailer because there's something really powerful about it. Gaston's line, they're so proud of themselves, so fat and satisfied. Um, I think it's just like this very understandable from Cassian anger at the ruling class that Mm -hmm. they don't work anywhere near as hard as the people that they are judging as less than them. Right. Like, this idea of like, hey, if, if anybody on the planet that Cassian's on wanted calf, they would work and they would fight for it, right? And mm-hmm. it's just handed to these people and because and they think because it's been handed to them, it makes them better than the people who work and fight for what they need. Just that one line is extremely like, oh, Cassian's going to unionize, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really, really powerful and and fun to see these different versions of the Empire that we've featured this a lot in in books and yeah. comics, right? Yeah. The different kinds of uh, Imperials. I think in the movies, we've mostly seen, you know, maybe some some bumbling from Ozzel and things like that. But we've seen military leaders. And these are the guys who are just like you. You just you know go to business meetings. <laughs> yeah. uh, those go in, in particular. It, you you mentioned the ISB. Any other hopes or guesses on what that White Council group is? I I was thinking this today about what if it's like um, you know if it is ISB, but but it's a group of Imperials uh, just kind of tracing who is uh, who's rebelling. Who's what? What cultures are fighting back? Uh, not necessarily in, in, in the organized rebellion, but we know that's important. We know. I'm thinking of uh, Lothal, right? It was just like this really isolated uprising, and we got to we got to snuff that flame out before it catches fire around the galaxy, type of vibe. So it's like a, a group of Imperials trying to track that and, and make sure the oppression's working, and that we're not <laughs> uh, we're not letting spirits uh, not get broke. You know what I mean? We got to break them all. Yeah, I like that idea. I also like that there may be like some experimental projects group uh, mm-hmm. they're overseeing. You know, uh, yeah. I always think there's more room for uh, Palpatine. You know, obviously he's working on the Death Star, but he's got a lot of other stuff going on. And are they mining on this planet for some specific uh, purpose? Or, you know, all that stuff. Really excited to see what that actual idea is in the show. But just aesthetically, I really do, do love that it is this old school dystopia this mm-hmm. contrast between uh, the gritty down to earth uh, uh, vibe, old organic materials, stone and brick, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and wood that we're seeing down on the planet in contrast with this absolutely pristine, perfect white room. It's more like 70s dystopia. It's more THX 1138. And I oh, really like seeing that. Yeah, 100%. Bob Duvall's running around there somewhere. <laughs> exactly. And on that beautiful note, picture Bob Duvall running. We're going to take a quick break. Hold up. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we are back to continue our discussion of the Andor trailer. We move from the Imperials drinking their calf to Coruscant. We hear Mon Mothma say, they're everywhere. They're watching me now. She speaks over an image of exterior elevators on a Coruscant skyscraper, a blonde woman Imperial marching with two death troopers, a speeder door closing as Mothma looks nervous inside the speeder. A great shot of Mothma at a party or gala in a burnt sienna dress. A smile Mm -hmm. falls from her face and she looks nervous. Uh, This little clip, I think, thrilled everyone that I spoke to, and Mm -hmm. it seems to just speak volumes What's it saying to you, this section of the trailer? Man, this is a, a, I don't know, is it my favorite section? It might be. This whole thing of, uh, we go from, we got, uh, uh, you know, the woman running the ground. I think that might be Adria. 
uh, what's her name? Adria Arjona. Uh, maybe could be not, uh, could not be. Don't take my word for it there. Um, could be not be. I'm just making words up and phrases here. I'm so <laughs> excited to get to Mothma. But from there on the ground running the time grappler, you literally are looking up, right? You're looking up into the rarefied air course on. Mm-hmm. And now we take the battle up there. And I think I'm so excited. was so excited to learn uh, from Tony Gilroy that there's going to be more Mothma, that is kind of the story running parallel. And then you and I kind of being surprised with others that it starts farther back in Cassian's story. So it's not like he's up there necessarily right away running around for Mothma or with Mothma. So everything about that, just that we're traveling to Coruscant, literally going, uh, taking the elevators up or moving on up, but it ain't going to be Jefferson fun here. I was really pulled in by this. Uh, Denise Gao uh, showing up with the Death Troopers. Um, just every Imperial in here is perfect. Perfect. Uh, love all that. Um, so, and then the I, I made mention on Alex and Molly's uh, uh, podcast that they had us on at Star Wars Celebration. Just the whole stuff with Mothma. I made the joke of the Carly Simon, I'm so vain opening riff. You just got the you know, Mothma walking through a party, uh, knowing it's about her, though, uh, knowing <laughs> the tensions around her and that smile fading to worry. Just It's just my favorite 10 seconds of the trailer. Yeah, it, it's just amazing. I think uh, one key word for me is espionage mm-hmm. like it, we've been told that this is a thriller and a lot of the stuff uh, uh, in the village looks like it is a, a kind of thriller where like some of these people are resisting they are having a meeting out in a field and they have to cover the blasters when the imperials are coming and that's a, a kind of espionage but the espionage in the halls of power this idea that we're gonna really see um what mothma is trying to do within the senate that can make a difference or at five years out from this, just a couple years out from when she walks away from the mm-hmm. empire and, and makes her uh, speech to the galaxy, bringing the rebels together that we see in the television show rebels. We're not that far away from it. So at this point, is she even, is she like, yeah, no, the empire doesn't function anymore. You can't get anything past Palpatine. We're a machine uh, for yeah. oppression and I'm just trying to stay in. So I know what's going on. And I'm basically, I'm a Senator, but I'm basically a spy and everybody yeah. basically knows it. And if I say one wrong word, if I'm seen in the wrong corridor, if at a party someone sees me pick up the wrong hors d'oeuvre, they'll know that I'm talking to this person. You know, it, holding somebody's gaze slightly too long at a cocktail party could mean death. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, and even whether, again, it's a trailer cut or not, you got this Imperial uh, and the Death Troopers looking, she's looking up. And watch, and then the next shot is Mothma's little, little speeder coming in. Just the, the the implication of the Empire is absolutely watching. That's the quote. That's the dialogue there. Um, the tension uh, the tension uh, cranks it up a bit in this spy thriller. And I just, again, a really effective part of the trailer for me. Yeah, and, and I uh, said this also on uh, Alex and Molly's podcast, and I think probably on our news podcast. Uh, I really do like the idea that this, if these are parallel narratives until Mothma and Cassian meet, Mm. That Cassian story is, you know, on the ground with a community, the people who are actively suffering, uh, being moved from place to place. Gilroy's described it and Andor uh, and Diego Luna has described it as a refugee story. If, if we're seeing that, that we also see this story with Mothma of a privileged person who could just decide to go along with the Empire and her yeah. personal life would probably be pretty cozy and nice if she went along with it. Uh, so the fact that we're going to see the sacrifice that a privileged person in the galaxy is making because of her commitment uh, to restoring peace and justice in the galaxy is cool. 
Yeah, I keep saying that, you know, the upstairs and downstairs of it all, uh, of the same building, the same story, the same fight. Yeah, and are we going to see some temptation from her to say, uh, I know that I'm right, I know I, I believe in this, but maybe I should give up. Mm, yeah. Really mm. uh, intriguing stuff. As well as other people have many uh, have noticed uh, many, many Mothma gowns. Great time. Yes. Great time for Mothma gown fans. New Mothma uh, figures on the way. Ooh, I cannot wait for your so vain party. <laughs> Mothma. <laughs> With frowning action. Uh, next, we cut back to a verdant planet, Green Hills over a river gorge, an encampment of rebels with blasters, and a man named Luthen, played by Stellan Skarsgård, looks at what appears to be an Imperial mining operation. And Luthen says, soon enough, these days will end. There will be no rules going forward. Uh, do you have any hopes or dreams about Luthen? Yes, he is close friends with Saw Gerrera. Maybe he's had a conversation, <laughs> too, with Infus Nest and feels that the only way to tear this down is to just destroy it all. And maybe he's not wrong. Maybe he's not right. We'll find out. I uh, love this shot. Love the sequence. Love the shot of... Uh, this village here with his, uh, what we might think are the people around him, it just looks so uh, raw and so uh, desperate, but uh, not uh, afraid to take action. Just has all that kind of going around it. Yeah, no, I think it's, for me, I'm, my main curiosity is, is he just best friends with uh, with Saw Gerrera? Um, it, mm -hmm. You know, is, is he saying these things to Saw Gerrera? Oh, and if, if he is in the same general camp, uh, how is he going to be differentiated as a character? Because it, yeah. it, there is just like huge amounts of Saw Gerrera uh, there are no rules, burn it all down, you know, fight dirty, use their tactics, all that kind of perspective, uh, which is great because we know it's the, if he's a mentor figure to Cassian, we know that that's the kind of choices that Cassian made that he's then wrestling with in Rogue One and saying, you know, I need all of those things to be worth it. I need them all to be for the greater good ultimately. So I didn't just do all these awful things for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love just what he's looking at and, and the Imperial facilities. It uh, got very Rogue One vibe is what we want, what we should be. It just looks great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that Imperial mining equipment. It was great to get it in uh, in Kenobi this week as well, uh, but I'm very excited for this story. is made so clear in the publishing, in the books, in the comics that, mm -hmm. yeah, the Empire just destroys everything it touches uh, to take out of it what Palpatine wants, and I'm really excited to see it in live action and to see Luthen pointing it out and complaining about it. So next up, uh, we see what looked like a multiple Imperial base submerged in water, sterile halls, more people in white shorts with orange sleeves walking across Imperial skyways, an intense young man stares at a hollow of Cassian Andor's face. Uh, what are you making of these Imperial images? It sounds like you had some good conversations or guesses about those uh, people in white with orange stripes. Uh, yeah, it just, you know, doesn't look happy, right? Um, <laughs> and, and it just seems like... You know, whether it be forced labor camp, a nice way of saying it, or whatever you want to do, just, just uh, to me, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a example of what's going on with the empire, the impression uh, that's in the galaxy. Um, but it's being it that in a different locale, um, obsessed with what they might be doing. Uh, if it, like you talked about projects or special projects, um, could it be related to the Death Star? I don't know. Maybe it's the early rumblings of that. Um, it's just, I don't know, just the image. It's. Uh, it's just a, a, a stark, uh, a stark, desolate uh, kind of wasteland of, of its own. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm really curious about them. They they look to me like somebody who's being forced to work. Like, I, I think it, it, all of them marching yeah. through the hallways just kind of look like this is the your depressing workplace underground. And yep. we have, you know, uh, bunkers for you to go to when you're not working. Uh, but that shot earlier of them when they're turning an alarm, 
um, toward the very beginning of uh, the trailer, it has a little bit of like they're professionals and they're being made to use their skills in a way that, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't necessarily want to. Absolutely. Q, uh, Bodie Rook, Galen Erso cameos, right? No? Okay. Exactly. Exactly. We'll, we'll finally get uh, mm-hmm. the Bodie driving uh, uh, Galen around and having their talks, uh, driving <laughs> Mr. Erso that we want, flying Mr. Erso <laughs> that we want. Um, and then what do you make of this intense young man staring at the hollow of Cassie and Andor's face? Is that just a, a fun trailer moment uh, for you? Or do, do you sense something deeper, like this person has a specific issue with Cassian? Well, yeah, if, if he's part of this local police force or something, um, and this is some information he's getting, maybe he grew up in Cassian, maybe he's part of the same community, or maybe he's just a target he's going to get. It, and it's also like a younger, and it's a hologram version, but it's like a younger, weird, different looking version of Cassian from maybe a, a time ago. And he, he always, you know, we know he's been in the fight since he's six years old, but he's obviously going to, how that fight is uh, plays out and how involved he is, is maybe we're going to find out here. So to me, this is... Um, Maybe after he's made a little bit more of a commitment along the way or, or anything like that. Yeah. And, and I, I think even if Cassian isn't committed to the fight, he hates the Empire. <laughs> he's in it. Yeah, he's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe he is, you know, stealing or, you know, not, not doing anything proactive to like build a rebellion and stop the Empire, but that he's, he's breaking rules, getting into trouble, um, you know, totally. to keep himself alive. Yeah, absolutely. So next we see a montage of... Even more drumming, building to a crescendo, a burning village, Mothma in the Imperial Senate with uh, Palpatine's dais in the background. I tried to zoom in and it's just pixels, but could Palpatine (laughs) be there? Uh, Then someone named Marva says people are standing up. We see many different figures from behind marching, a speeder exploding and flipping in the streets, a TIE fighter being stolen. Cassian piloting some kind of ship and Marva once again we see her now physically an older woman saying that's what a reckoning sounds like and mm-hmm. finally we see the title Endor appear on a broken and chipped beige wall so uh first let's just talk about the sheave in the room mm-hmm. uh, with that senate shot what do you hope to see Sheev, I hope to see Sheev. I hope to hear him and see him. Uh, you and I have been talking about, yes, absolutely makes sense for him to show up in Kenobi. The time of this recording, we don't know if he uh, will show up or not. We're halfway through. Uh, uh, we got Bad Batch trailer. He shows up, so maybe McDermott's doing the voice there. But this is the perfect spot for it, even if it's just this one shot, even if he's just giving his old uh, Chancellor Palpatine kind of uh, a fake speech. I really want to see it. And just to have uh, Mothma there to witness it, how far they've fallen, uh, how far they must go uh, to defeat this uh, monster. I really think it's a good spot to use them. Yeah, I really hope to see you just full sheave. <laughs> yes. I want to see both him in the Senate running government. And then I'd also like to see, since it appears as though we're spending time on Coruscant, uh, uh, Coruscant the manipulated public appearance that has been yes. established in books and video games that, you know, when he initially announces the Empire and Revenge of the Sith, he has the excuse that the Jedi have left him scarred and deformed. Uh, but that it's somewhere along the way he decides to Emperor's new hologram himself and put mm. out uh, mm. images of himself as younger and, and more powerful. Um, yeah. And I would love to see, you know, if like in, in the Senate, he's just Sheeve uh, and People know not to speak of it, but then out in the streets, the projected image is, you know, yeah. or if it's something where he does literally use a hollow kind of on top of himself. Ooh, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, because I think there was some stuff like that in Rebels I need to rewatch yeah. um, of mm-hmm. his appearance shifting, right? 
It's been a while for me too, but you're, I, I believe you're right. And about, I think in Battlefront too, there's some stuff that are going on there as well, right? So, yeah. yeah. So I'd yeah, love yeah. to see all that in live action. I'll, I will refresh my, my canon on uh, Sheev appearance. Uh, but the other thing that I really want to see is there, there's been a storyline throughout Star Wars since uh, A New Hope that in order to keep everything working the way he wants, he can't just wipe out the Senate. He has to continue to manipulate them mm. and he has to be a little reined in. And I think that has even continued with the Kenobi television show where um, people are reacting to Reva kidnapping an Imperial Senator's daughter is you can't do things like that because we have to kind of keep this false face of decorum toward the powerful in the Senate alive because they're kind of needed for Sheev's grand plan, for Sheev's grand manipulation. So this idea that Mothma, Bale, any other heroes can't get anything done through the Senate, but also Sheev is a little bit still got to play chess and keep Mm -hmm. the Senate pretending like they're a Mm -hmm. part of the decision-making process. I would love to see that exact manipulation in action. Yeah, to actually see it play out and see how Mothma, Bale, or others have to work around that. Yeah, and work within that uh, and try to overcome it. Yeah, it, it's 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 great stuff. Fertile ground for for wonderful storytelling. Again, this the politics politics of it all is is going to be right in your face. But I, yeah, uh, I'm with you. So I'm trying I'm trying to temper my excitement for too much uh, sheep. Yeah, it, it might be a, a, a blurry sheave in the background with no dialogue, and that might be it, and I will accept that as well. But I have mm-hmm, deep, mm-hmm. sidious dreams. Yes. Uh, what to you is the power of the the final montage of, of violent images, uh, you know, conflict exploding into full action combined with Marva's reckoning line? What you know, if it was um, not uh, about the 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 darkness in the story, you'd think it's like a Wes Anderson character introduction edit, just all these shots of over everyone's uh, shoulders, uh, and I just I I really love it. It's effective. Again, this is a wonderfully put together trailer. To me, it's just you're looking out and at, at how every, all these pe- people see the galaxy and see what's going on in the galaxy right now, and what view do you connect with? What view's the best view? Um, can you change your view? All those kind of things, just that rhythm, just the great cuts, boom, 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 the Senate chamber, this and that, the, 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 the Imperial troopers, uh, special new hel- new helmets, or it looks like more like uh, driver helmets. So new, new toy for Ken to buy. Uh, then uh, the open air one, I just love, uh, love the rhythm of that as, as the time grappler keeps grappling. Yeah, me too. Uh, I really like the, the point you're making about all these different perspectives that this conflict is kind of happening at, at different levels uh, everywhere. Um, I think watching it and hearing uh, Marva's line about this is what a reckoning sounds like, uh, my my mind just goes to Leia's line of, you know, more star systems will slip through your fingers. It's about like the inevitability of it. The more you uh, crunch down, the more you oppress people, mm. uh, the more they're going to fight back. And I think that's what's powerful to me about the trailer is with the the time grappler through line of at first it sounds like yes these are these are the tones i play for this meaning for this culture but then that uh, other little warning chime that solomon pack hits uh, mm-hmm. comes in and and it, it builds to this drumming and it's like mm-hmm. the time grappler's drumming is the truth of this is what a reckoning sounds like the more the empire pushes down the more this fighting spirit rises up and we see it and hear it and feel it largely to me through that soundtrack slowly building from the the bit of the the defiant grunt 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. to the just rising uh, chorus of of resistance of rebellion. Yeah, right there with you, Fiona Shaw delivering that line there. It's a, a kind of a chill-inducing moment for me. Of just what this is, what the series is going to be about. It's what the rebellion is about. And again, I've, I know I'm more fascinated in this time period than others, uh, but to see it explored in this way, it just gets uh, excited. Yeah, and again, a, just one of my favorite Star Wars trailers. Just everything you talk about, the, the pounding, the rhythm, the sound, the, 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 the trailer kind of creates its own music mm-hmm. uh, as well as the music that's there. And it leads this wonderful line, wonderful, wonderful bit. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I really like seeing the different kinds of Star Wars storytelling, seeing how they overlap. I'm so enjoying Kenobi because it is so uh, lightsabers, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, the light side versus the dark, uh, the connections in the Force, the, you know, found family, all these kind of uh, really great uh, uh, elements of Star Wars. And then to see, like, where it o- overlaps with the Andor trailer about, you know, discussing how the empire ravages planets and breaks up communities. Uh, but this is the, the soldiers, right? This is the individual human beings who uh, form and fight the rebellion in this, you know, gritty real place. It is great to see that, that contrast and to see that variety in star Wars. Absolutely. Big one. How do you feel about the fact that Andor himself is not in the trailer a ton? I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, it, it did strike me as first as like, oh, interesting. And could this be another case of a mistitled show? But I really don't think so. I, I think even with over 75 important roles or whatever Gilroy said, it, it all all funnels back to him. And it might include some of the Mothma stuff here, too. And so t- to spend less time with him in this trailer just means you're really uh, aware of the people around him and how much that will matter to him. Uh, how much there'll be about him getting over himself to join the bigger fight, to, to commit to that, as we said, to not just not like the empire, but to actively resist it, uh, to be part of that. And how much will that come from his connection or at times maybe lack uh, of connection to those around him? That's what I took from it uh, and was fine with that in the end. Cause uh, you know, come on, who doesn't want more Diego Luna on your screen? Uh, <laughs> wanted to get a little bit more from him, but this just sets the tone in the world that he's going to be in growing uh, from and growing with and emerging from. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this is, uh, I know this weekend, uh, Filoni used the term tone poems for the Tales of the Jedi uh, animated shorts, but this teaser trailer for Andor very much felt tone poem of Mm. this is the world he lives in. These are the stakes. These are the choices. Do you just go along with this? Do you just try to survive for yourself? Or do you join up and do you become part of the reckoning? So I felt like, yeah, it it was setting up the stage on which the character of Andor is going to make his choices. Um, and I'm happy with it being an ensemble show, but I still, at the end of the day, want Andor to be the main character, you know, yeah. Mothma uh, up there too. But, you know, Andor being the main character that we travel through this journey with, um, I'd be very happy with. And, you know, mm-hmm. hey, it's named after him. So I think there's some good odds. <laughs> yeah, good odds. <laughs> I like them odds. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the trailer or the show itself? Nah, it's just one of the more complete uh, trailers. I know it's a teaser trailer, so I can't wait till we get actually, uh, you know, some more to break down. But uh, no, it just sets sets the tone. It uh, just makes me just excited because this is exactly what I wanted. And, you know, it's always dangerous. So I'm going to loose, uh, you know, let loose uh, the grip there a little bit to make sure I can be open to what they're telling me. But uh, I'm not kidding, man. This tra- I just watching it there in the convention hall uh, next to you while we're waiting on that line. I just I just thought, OK. Okay, I'm having a bad morning. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the Andor I, I, I definitely want to dive into is coming. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, I just always love when Star Wars can feel both old and new. This feels like it is dealing with classic Star Wars themes, even some, you know, uh, familiar images uh, like that, you know, 70s dystopian white room, uh, mm. the stormtroopers marching, you know, uh, rugged uh, rebels with hidden blasters, some stuff that we've definitely seen before. So we have that that sense of the the classic Uh mm. But we also have this song, strong sense of the new, that this is going to be a different style of storytelling. It's going to be a massive cast, an ensemble mm. show with Andor in the lead, and it's going to be a thriller, and there's going to be espionage. It's <laughs> going to be different, and I'm so excited for that. Yeah, uh, that buffet's got some chicken wings. I'm going to take a, take a big bite off here. <laughs> exactly. I'm so so happy for danger at a cocktail party. So uh, with that, you want to let people know where they can find us. Yeah, thanks for listening. We're the Force Center Podcast feed. We can be found on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Uh, you can find our Facebook page at Force Center Podcast. You can get an audiobook on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. You can get a, a merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center podcast can be found in a lot of different spots, but if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you haven't given us a review, hey, go ahead and give us a review uh, and a like and a rating and all those good things and help grow the show. You can follow me at Catnapsock or go to my website, catnapsock.com for more information on other things I do, including my music show, Pop Rock and Radio on Mixcloud. Joseph, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on all the social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for even more adventures. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for the grunt of the time grappler, this has been Force Center. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.